Middle cough. Viva, hey, behave. Here we go. Late on a uh, Sunday night, live on the tube and on the podcast. Wherever you're getting the podcast, thanks for uh, checking it out. Great to uh, have you start your week with us. If you're watching the YouTube, what is up, everybody? Hit that like button, please. We appreciate you being here. Let's. Uh, do you think uh, if Elvis was still around, he would? Uh, do you think Celine Dion was locked into that one tonight? She, she's isn't she a Vegas? Um, she's a Vegas. I know Adele wasn't because Adele had the big uh, show at the uh, Griffith Observatory. John, it's promoted throughout the CBS uh, Packers yeah. Seahawks broadcast with Oprah. She said, yeah, she said her Oprah setup I, is that Oprah's home that they all come to because it looked very similar to Markle and uh, one of the princes, like the same backdrop. Oh no, I, I don't. Oh, maybe, maybe they do. That would make sense, right? I didn't see yeah. any of the Oprah interview. I just, I didn't either. I just saw, interview. you know, all, yeah, on the ad, you know, for the Oprah thing, or I mean, the Adele thing coming up yeah. tonight. Uh, I, Oprah was also involved. Apparently, I missed this. Apparently, there was a um, somebody proposed to somebody else on the Adele special. It was like baked into the special, but I just saw on Twitter the Adele proposal was sick, and I'm like, did Rich Paul just propose to Adele on CBS? But no, that's not what happened. Gotcha. Her new song uh, is pretty good. I Drink Wine? No, it's like Easy On Me, I think, is the song. I'm trying to figure out. Taylor Swift re-released like a Jake Gyllenhaal ether. And uh, apparently that's a big deal. Feeling for Jake on that. Yeah. Someone's got to have his back. Beaver's got a new tune with his other guy that kind of looks like Beaver's pretty good. The Double Beaver? Yeah, just some good tunes out there right now. You know, you just got to keep your ear to the street. We uh, we got a lot to talk about, John, as we record this Sunday night after football, and uh, we'll preview some Monday night football as well. So if you're listening Monday, you're looking for some Monday night preview. That's coming up. You're listening for some Sunday night post. Middlecoff's going to his Raider postgame roots <laughs> on this one today. Uh, I felt like Jamal Charles was out there, so we'll get into that. Don't forget, everybody, go to iTunes. We really appreciate when you do it. It's simple. Go to iTunes. You leave us a five-star review. In that review, leave a question. Tell us your favorite part as well. That's called the Haberman and Middlecoff Mailbag, and that's how we populate the mailbag for the Saturday, the secret bonus Saturday podcast. So uh, go do that. We really appreciate it when you do. helps out the show. Yep, you can find it on YouTube, and if you're listening on the podcast, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, go do it, and, you know, grassroots. So tell all your friends, uh, share podcasts, share, share videos, share everything with your buddies. All right, John, before we dive into uh, all the goodies, uh, all the topics today, let's tell you uh, first that this podcast is sponsored by our friends, at Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka, middle cough. Number one. Number it's one. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I had uh, my fair share of Tito's and sodas over the weekend, and uh, they're just fantastic. Best drink going. I, you know, I, I was just out with the people, so I'm drinking some beer. I was like, this is not me. You know, I'm not, I, I can't just drink pitcher after pitcher. I need a Tito's and soda. And I just, I pivoted fast, and I never went back, and... Tito's and soda, and then I ended up at Shake Shack slamming a milkshake at about 10 o'clock at night, you know, after uh, after some ball games. So uh, Tito's and sodas, yep, number one vodka in America. Drink like uh, champions drink or people on this podcast. Yep. Uh, yep, get on it. Was uh, was Brian Hawkins uh, at, Moyna, at Monahan's uh, drinking yeah. Tito's and sodas? Well, you know, he's when you're just, you know, ripped and skinny, you can just drink unlimited beer. Every like After about three beers, I'm like, I, I'm probably adding pounds here. I, he started doing that, and he got pretty wasted. Uh, he got pretty, he, I got him housed and then we, uh, he slammed a double cheeseburger at Shake Shack. 
It's so good. That Shake Shack is incredible. I mean, the one in the the one in the marina in San Francisco is the the one in the marina is badass. How long was the line? Uh, Not that long last night. I mean, we went at probably eight thirty ish. So Tito's is where it's at, John. This is uh, this is quality. This is heart and soul, right? This is belief. This is entrepreneurial spirit. This is charity. This is a lot of things, and it's more than anything else at this point in time. The number one vodka in America. 95 Tito Beverage. That's his name. Started it himself. The first legal distillery in Texas. Started pouring for free at fundraisers. So it's really deep into the soul of what Tito's is about. Um, Six times distilled in copper pots, not columns. It's more labor intensive, yes, but Tito knew it would be better. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 80% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. And John, like you always point out, um, you know, send us photos. Are you enjoying your Tito? I got a bunch of photos. People enjoying their Tito's. This weekend, I know you did too. Send them to us in your DMs it's or tag us. Drinking, drinking the big, uh, the big fifth, the big handles, you know, on a golf course. That's <laughs> yeah, that's bold. You know, how you do they make it through? You can only go force them. You know, a bottle, just the normal bottle, will get you through. Yeah, I've, I've done it. You know, the key there, as we found out when we played Carico, I'll go with our guy De- Devin. Is you bring the pre-mixed um, uh, uh, Arnold Palmer, you crack it, you drink a little of it, then you just pour vodka right into the can. <laughs> yeah. Not his first rodeo. So there you go. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Puesto, 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 Puesto. They'll be slanging Puesto um, on Monday night at Levi Stadium. This is mwah, Chef's Kiss fantastic Mexican food. I actually swung by their guy on Friday night, uh, had a cocktail, had some chips and salsa, absolutely slammed in Concord. Absolutely slammed. The parking lot on Friday night, I don't even yeah. I mean, I recommend going to Puesto, but I, it's probably easier to Uber. Parking lot is a madhouse. Puesto packed, people everywhere, drinking, eating. Get yourself some tacos. Taco Tuesday starting at 3 o'clock. They, go, uh, they have a great happy hour. Tacos are half off. And if you're going to the Niner game, if you're listening to this Monday and you're headed to the Niner game to watch them uh, lose the Rams, hopefully beat the Rams, uh, they, they're Section 110 and Section 129. So get yourself a taco. Highly recommend the Quesabiria Taco. To me, that is the one. The Adler Brothers, they've got something special going here. And uh, you cannot order wrong, but Quesabiria Taco is my personal favorite because it's got the crispy melted cheese and the braised short rib. Plus, you get those uh, the, the Puesto Perfect guacamole that comes with the uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano in it. Order the Bang Bang Margarita, over 500 tequilas and spirits. Taco Tuesday. Half-off tacos from 3 p.m. until close. Taco Tuesday, two Northern California locations here in the Bay, a bunch in SoCal, and uh, happy hour every Monday through Friday from 3 to 5, a bunch of specials there as well. So, so much good stuff. Go check it out. Conquer. Puesto, puesto, puesto. All right. I don't know what we're going to do next week or this week because we are on fire. I don't want to get greedy, but if you just – I'm a big believer in value, and right now the Niners – there's just some value there. Listen, I know we've just been doing one bet a week, and the weekends are far away, but we have mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. We've won eight straight bets. We've won a parlay. We turned $150 each. $300, guy. Right now, $4,400. We've won eight in a row. And if it wasn't for the little thing that the the Double fourth quarters, John. The mob used to call it the VIG. It's part of the deal. So when you bet 500, you don't actually, you know, you only win like 450. We would probably be at like 480, 490. I mean, we just crush it. Absolutely crush it. If you want to throw $300 on the Niners just for shits and giggles, I'm in. But if you don't, that's breaking strategy. You know, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I up, thought about we're that. We're up over two moment. G's each. We're up over two G's each. 
I hadn't thought about it until this moment, but might not be crazy. I'll be honest, doesn't feel like value, although I wouldn't be shocked to see them win. Um, I will say Daniel, who must have joined Twitter. I can tell when Daniel joined Twitter, like right when Around the Horn was hot because his Twitter handle is Plashki Sucks. Um, and uh, he said he's he he put 750 on each of our last two uh, locks. And it's um, paid for a, as he said, a lot of my birthday weekend in Hawaii. We we're we're scolding hot right now, guy. Today was first drive. You know the Browns go right down the field. You go, okay, we're in for one. We got the hoodie. We got Josh McDaniels. We got McCorkle. But let's let's buckle up. I would say about ten minutes later, I felt like I'm gonna go to the gym in like thirty minutes. This is ass kicking, and it's on. And Bill. Actually, he doesn't. It's not like he celebrates, but everyone else is celebrating. Uh, it was it was fun to watch, guy. It was fun to watch. Uh, we do all that at mybookie.ag promo code ham the number one. Mybookie.ag promo code ham the number one. Well, they'll double your deposit up to a thousand bucks. You can also decline the bonus. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw the funds, or you can decline it. But ham and the number one. That's the promo code ham the number one at mybookie.ag to let them know that we sent you. And yeah, right now Niners are plus three and a half. Uh, next week, the Patriots are minus five and a half at the Falcons. See, I I, I looked at. There's a few teams. We'll get, the, no, we'll that, get that. That's that's Thursday night game. Yeah, no thanks. Like I I did look at the Falcons day without even realizing who they were going to play, and my first thought was someone's going to overreact to what happened to them today, just like people overreacted. You could have to what happened to Dallas last week. A lot of overreactions. I it, think it, swings. It was thirty six thirty six three at half. You know, they, finished their, up, lows, yep. their lows are pretty low. Second half effort, only lost the second half seven to nothing. John, the Falcons really buckled down forty three to three. Buckled they, down. There was a moment today where Fox and CBS, so like in the I don't know, depending on where you live, but a lot of people that listen to this are in the Bay Area. Had that game and had the Patriot game going into the fourth quarter of both games. The combined score was eighty to ten. I've never seen this. They both switch games. With the 15 minutes left in both games, they switched. 80 to 10. 80 to 10. The combined score at the time they made the switch. Wow. So did they, do you think, talk about that after? The other two games were good. They went to uh, Tampa and they went to, I I watched the whole, like, last two quarters in overtime of, or I guess the last quarter in overtime of uh, Campbell and Tomlin. You watched any of that? Oh, that's why that game was on my TV all of a sudden. Yeah, because it got flipped. Makes a lot of sense now. A, a very entertaining, shitty game. Very entertaining, shitty game. Dan on the YouTube stream says, how in the hell are the Rams only three and a half? That's, that line is shady AF. I feel like the money line is the way to go. Th- really quick, guy. $300, mybookie.ag, promo code AM1. You know, we're, we're up big here. Um, pays four four thirty five money line. And we'd still, even if we lost, we'd still have two G's each in the bag. Yeah, do it. Do it. Again, are they going to go three and six? I mean, is that are they just going to be a three and six team? That's what I keep telling myself. Are they just going to be? I noticed the, who was the Vikings I, are a good example today. Like, actually, the Vikings feel like they play better, more consistently than the 49ers, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think the Vikings have been undervalued. We talked about them last week. We've talked about the Vikings a few times on this show as being undervalued. It was funny, though. The, if it keeps going like this, McVay winning, Shanahan losing, watching the Packer game today, somebody made the point like, you know, 
they started talking about how people are running McVay's offense around the league. It's it was Shanahan's, but now it's McVay's. <laughs> so, yeah, I did see some. I think Albright on Twitter they were asking him, you know, when Fangio gets fired at the end of the year, who are they going to hire? He's like Dan Quinn is a name that he's kind of heard in the circles, and they're like, well, who's going to be his offensive coordinator? And he did write someone from the Shanahan tree. So it's. I think it's splintering right now. Some people, this game's, if tomorrow looks like what we just witnessed, it might just be like, oh, yeah, the McVay tree. It could go to, oh, yeah, remember when Shanahan worked for McVay? Well, actually, McVay was a tight end coach, but really, Sean was a, like, that's kind It'll of be Mike Shanahan <laughs> to Sean McVay. That'll be the timeline. They'll, like, cut Kyle out of it completely. Be like, yeah, Mike tutored Kyle, and then Kyle went off and, and spread his seeds throughout the league. Like, LaFleur is racking up wins. I know he's got Rodgers, but holy shit, the guy just wins a lot of games. I know. <laughs> when he has Rodgers. And I did, I mean, Romo fucked it up, but he was trying to, like, their stat at home since LaFleur has been the head coach at Lambeau is, like, 20-3. and three. Like, I mean, I think they're winning, and Kyle at home, I mean, I, what are they, 1-9 and nine the last whatever home games? Niners don't win at Levi's. They're terrible. No. So we uh, just bet on them. Uh, you did? You hit You hit send? Yes, I hit send. All right, so we're in. <laughs> That's how usually people in gambling lose their money. Like, I've already got all this money. You know? I know. I know. But are the Niners really going to be three and six? Well, I mean, what would it take? They would have to lose to the Rams. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not it's not that crazy. All right. I, sent you, uh, I, I forwarded you. I DM'd you a tweet. You DM me a tweet? Okay. Yeah, from. Uh, I got you, it. You probably use. Well, you want me, you want me to put about. this up? Yeah, I mean, I just think it kind of, uh, this guy's been around the team for a long time, and I, I don't think he just throws shit out of his ass. Okay, here we go. Let's see what let's see what you just forwarded me. Let's give oh. an old school Big J, uh, you know, a little love. All right, John, here it is. Jerry McDonald says, I've seen some pretty hideous performances from the Raiders in the last 26 years. That loss to the Chiefs ranks near the top, or bottom. Ass kicked on both sides of the line, all three phases, two god-awful turnovers, dramatically outcoached on their new home field. Yikes. You, you like that tweet? That was a strong tweet from Jerry McDonald. I yeah. I uh, I did watch them and think that, yeah, they uh, whatever it is, they're a little lost right now. And this is an additional take to that, which is the AFC West is over. Um, and what's been a wild year, now it's going to be about them trying to find their tracks in time for the wild card. Chiefs play the Cowboys this week, so it's, you know, I mean, they're not, but. Yeah. Big picture, the Chiefs are back in the driver's seat. I, I'm with you. I, you know, I think it's twofold. One, the Chiefs are just better. I mean, Mahomes is a far superior player than Derek, and Derek's good. Andy Reid is an all-time great coach. He's coaching against an interim coach, a special teams coach that was the interim coach. And they said early on in the game Rich told, I think, Al and Chris, like, not in a million years would I have wanted my chance to come like this. And I think sometimes when you hear stuff like that, because I, I know you thought that the, the Ruggs thing played a role last week, and I, I thought it was more that just Derek played poorly, but maybe he played poorly because he's trying to force stuff because of, like, more football-wise, but that just kind of hanging over them. It's clearly derailed their offense. That's, to me... Regardless how emotionally they've been able to compartmentalize, right? Or they talk about it a lot or they don't talk about. It has really, really derailed 
what they had going for him as a dynamic offense with a young star player. Now, granted, tonight, his replacement, I mean, fucked up pretty badly, right? That fumble. Yeah, Deshaun. The, ga- the game was the Raiders had a quick two-series moment where it felt like they could hang in the game. Derek gets hot, leads them on the drive, scores with Brian Edwards. They get the ball back. He's leading them on another drive. And Deshaun fumbling that ball, the Chiefs score, and then the floodgates open. Yeah, the fumble. They, I, really I don't bad. think they were going to win the game anyway. You know, if Deshaun doesn't fumble, but they would have been in the game. Yeah, I don't think they were. I thought first half they looked really out of it. I they've made, they made plays, but I do think I still believe the rugs thing affected them last week, and I it still might be from an off the field standpoint. I would fully understand if it does continue to affect them. I mean, it's a pretty significant trauma, right? Well, so it was so, it was so bad you noticed they they didn't even touch it tonight. It's like you don't touch that on a broadcast. I don't know. Uh, how do you do it? Because everything they do, if you notice, Al's very good at like he's good. Al tell someone's life story between snaps, and that one you just you can't do. You know, um, like Joey it, Molinaro. <laughs> oh, the segues, yeah, the segues. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. It was good. That was so good. Um, but. I also think there is just a fundamental football element to not having rugs as well. But whatever it is, they're off. The other thing is John Gruden was their head coach. Is there at some point for as much of a roller coaster as he was, you lost somebody that was a big part of your game planning every week, right? That was a big part of your plotting, a big part of your – he was in charge of the chess that you played. So does that over time begin to just you know, cost you? I don't know, but – I, I I think there's something very wrong with them, and I think it stems from they've had an incredibly dis. I mean, there they had a two and a half week stretch there that was insane, and I I I don't know. I I'm wondering now if they'll be able to recover from it during this this season. You you could argue. I don't know the exact number of weeks. It might have been a four week stretch. From the Gruden emails to Damon Arnett, like those. Was it that? Was it four weeks? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was longer than I thought. Yeah, because I think there was a gap. Because remember, they had won a couple games once Gruden got fired. Yeah, you're right. You're right. With, with rugs, and then the rugs thing happened, and then and then Arnett has the uh, doom gun and threatened. To, I I watched it for the first time. I think on Saturday, I didn't realize how vocal he was on there. What he was saying, like. Bro, this is pretty nuts. Saying he's gonna kill some people with guns, like, bro, you, are, are you a fucking moron? Like, that's that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen any human in professional sports do on social media. Threaten to kill someone with guns, like, bro, you're on the team. What, what, what do you think's gonna happen? Like, hey, just put that nine and the doom gun away, bro. You're good. I, I know you're not even playing that well and you're injured, but like, yeah, no, no big deal. Like, what, what are you talking? I couldn't. I I was floored. I mean, I knew it was stupid, but I thought he was just showing a gun. I didn't look into it until I clicked and played it. I was like, this is insane. That, that to me, is like, you had that guy in the locker room? Like, what? are we sure their locker room vibes with for what Derek and some of those guys were able to bring to the table? Did they have some clowns in there? I mean, holy moly. And the Chiefs, to me, they ran into a buzzsaw of like, yeah, I mean, one of the best coaches in the league, one of the best players in the league. And look at the, his two little, his two friends who have been just, They've clearly been off, right? Tyreek and Hill, uh, you know, I mean, Tyreek and Kelsey, the whole thing is like, you know, can you get these guys going? Tonight, it was like, those two guys are, y- you cannot stop us. Yeah, it it felt especially to me like Kelsey 
was always right there in the moment when they needed him by design. It'd be like Collinsworth would say, this is where they go to Kelsey. He's like, oh, there's 13 yards. You know? Yeah. And he had some of his vintage, like, even a play. I mean, it might have been designed. There was one play where he was blocking Crosby. And I think it was like to take a deep shot. And then he yeah. just lets go. And Mahomes dumps it to him. And he makes block, like three block, catch. And he goes like 15 yards. And it's like, well, everything works. do that tonight. You're in tra- Kelsey's numbers tonight. I mean, yeah, he had eight for 120, but it felt it felt bigger than that. And yeah. Priest Holmes was uh, had nine catches for 100. <laughs> Tyree had seven for 83 with two touchdowns. I mean, Mahomes was, to me, Mahomes, 70%, 35 of 50, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, 70% on 50 <laughs> attempts, John. You have to include that when you do 70% on you know, 50 As attempts. a PFF guy pointed out, turnover-worthy play on the 31, the catch that he had. The touchdown where he kind of made giving his right. guy a chance, you know, yeah. turnover worthy play if he's throwing it to John Middlecoff. But I also thought Derek, I, I, you know, and again, it's Rugs. He, he had the two series stretch where he threw some BBs, but for the most part, I just hasn't quite looked as good. You know, they they needed an All Pro Pro Bowl. I know he's not an All Pro, but like a Pro Bowl level performance from a thirty five million dollar potential quarterback, and they just didn't get that. Yeah, no, I I think they. Again, I'll say I'll repeat it. I think I think there's a hang. I think there's something that's a hangover, or whatever you want to call it, and I think that's part of this. Now, this is also just a huge game, and as somebody pointed out, uh, where did this go on the stream? That Andy just owns this division. This is Quinn. Listen to this. It says Chiefs have lost six divisional games since 2015. Three of those were on Thursday night, last second plays. One of them was when they rested their starters week 17 last year. Andy owns the West. Is that true? Uh well, the Raiders beat him once last year, and the Chargers just beat him. I don't know if that's true. Chargers beat him this six year. Six divisional games have lost six divisional games since twenty fifteen. Let's let's check that. But well, the Raiders definitely beat him last year, and the Chargers beat him this year. So that's two losses separate from the ones he just listed, <laughs> right? So he might be a little off. Was that is that stat coming into the year? Maybe. Yeah, I remember one of the walk-off plays, Phillip Rivers threw a corner touchdown. Do you remember that game, Thursday Night Football? Rivers yep. had the, a miraculous game against them. So you just counted two. Last year, Raiders, three. Last year was the Week 17 Chargers, four. 19, uh, they did not lose a divisional game in 19. They went to the Super Bowl. We're still at four. 18, they lost to the... Rams on Thursday night football. So we're up to five. 17. Come on. 2017, they lost to the Raiders on Thursday night football. Uh, so we're up to six. This is still not going to be that much more than six. 16, they lost no divisional games. And 15, they lost to Denver. They lost... To Denver on a Thursday night. So was that seven? So you're right. That was probably the stack coming into the season. You had the Chargers game this year. Yeah. You know the last time they didn't win the AFC West? Uh, with Steve Avery on the Braves? How long has it been? <laughs> I mean, he's, they, they've won it 16, 17, 18. They've won it six straight years. And they, they win it again. That's seven straight division titles. Wow. That's pretty impressive, right? And then, and think about this guy. 13, 14, 15. He was second. 
You know who was first. I mean, it was Peyton Manning in Denver, right? They went to two Super Bowls in three years. So it's like he was right there. Once Peyton left, it was on like Donkey Kong. And it sure, if they had a moment, I was texting with Schwartz tonight. He's like, everyone was shitting on him because they had the worst month in a four year stretch. Like, every, can you guys take a breath? Like, you know, they had some weird games. Everyone's like, the Chiefs are done. It's like, no, they're fine. <laughs> they fucking own the division. To me, that's where it, they own the division. Yeah. Well, I think, and we'll talk about it with quarterbacking. And I've, you know, it's these things play out over a, a period of time. And three weeks don't make a season. I mean, the Patriots were once declared dead. What week was that? Remember, didn't they lose badly on a it was, like, was that a Thursday night in September? But it, do you know when it always happens, guy? It doesn't happen in November and December. They were two and two. Right. You know? I'm just saying these things need time. Like, the pay, the the Chiefs started hot this year. Did you see the stat they showed? They were over 30 points per game in the first five, I think is what it was. Was the last three games they'd scored 36 points, I think, yeah. said tonight. Well, they, well, they the- had... They went boring early in the game, and uh, they found they, then they then they stopped being boring. You know, in you a know? weird way, in a weird way, Andy's Chiefs tenure has been better than his Eagles tenure. Well, it's probably had less lows, right? Plus the Super Wait, Bowl. He's had no lows. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he's been second. The worst finish is second. Now he missed the playoffs one time in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So this is ninth season. He's made the playoffs seven out of eight years, and he surely is going to win the division and make the playoffs probably again as long as Mahomes stays healthy, right? And what was he in Philly, 13 years? Uh, yeah, like 13 years, made the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So nine to 13, that's pretty good, right? It is. Went to four NFC Championship games. But you said he's missed the playoffs how many times in Kansas City? Uh, once in eight years. Once in eight years, so... This is your he's nine. Let's say let's say he makes it year nine, and you said he was nine of thirteen in Kansas City. He'll be eight of nine here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes! All right, the Raiders, John, have now lost back to back games since the bye. They play the Bengals at home this week. Were the Bengals on a bye? I didn't see the Bengals today. Yeah, they, they, I think the Bengals and the Giants did not play. All right, Bengals on a bye, so they get the Bengals off a bye, whatever that means. Uh, Bengals are five and four. It's a big game for them. Yeah, and they're right? good. Right? They're not bad at all. Then Dallas, then the fight in Heineke's, then the Chiefs again, then at Cleveland, uh, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. I mean, it's going to be really tough now, right? I would pick it's them to be not really make the tough. playoffs. I would pick them to not make the playoffs as you and I sit here right now. How about you? Yeah, I, I went from the last time you asked me that question several weeks ago, um, after Gruden's firing, maybe it was after the Eagles game, I said, yeah, they're making the playoffs. I didn't have any doubt. I seriously doubt it now. I I, I to me, I pivoted the rugs incident slash him being gone has changed the way I look at the team. Completely. More than Gruden. Way more than Gruden. I think it destroyed them. Because Ruggs is one thing. With, I mean, Deshaun is still fast. But, like, Deshaun is like a sports car that once did. That's a bad analogy with what happened with Ruggs. But he was a guy that yeah. used to run a 4-2 that you know, feels like Deshaun's probably four four five, which still faster than most people. But like Ruggs was still a true like young Deshaun running four two right. That's that's an extra step. That's an extra Deshaun like is still fast, but he's not as fast as he once was, right? No, which is part of the reason I think maybe he kind of did that little spin move that everyone on Twitter couldn't figure. Like, why is Deshaun doing that? I wonder if he doubted if he could run outrun the person 
who was chasing him. Well, P- I had people to make question why he why he turned not at the end zone, right? Yeah, well, it was it was the old fake root. I'm going the other way, <laughs> which he's been known to do, right? I'd forgotten. You know who he's did- taken? He's taken. I would say in our lifetime, the most bizarre routes to the end zone historically. You know who did the run parallel to the end zone before Deshaun did it? <laughs> no. I watched the clip. I watched Saturday, Friday, Thursday night, last Thursday. I went on YouTube and I watched 10 minutes of Gus Johnson's greatest calls just to get myself in the weekend mood. And he had this, his famous call is, you know, Gus used to call the NFL for CBS. I think Gus called one of Tom Brady, either Tom Brady's first start or his debut. It was Gus. I didn't know that. He, he had this famous, it's Kyle Orton and the Broncos in like a tie game. And Orton throws some sideline ball that gets popped up. Stokely, Brandon Stokely, snatches it out of the air. Final seconds. Gus is screaming, Stokely! Well, Stokely, with the clock winding, gets to the end zone. People are chasing. He runs parallel to the end zone to take as much time off the clock and then finally scores with like two seconds left on the clock. So, anyway, I I think it's partly that Deshaun's not as good as him, and I think it's partly, and we see it in the Bay Area, you see it wherever you're a sports fan, you know this, the guys that are your guys just feel different, especially early, right? When you drafted him, when he developed with the other, when he developed with Derek, Derek, it's different when a new guy just steps in. You go, okay, do what that guy was doing. Yeah. It's It's just different. It's not the same. So rent like because he went, it was just the perfect mix, and it, you know the it Chiefs was. have that. The Chiefs if they went for the perfect mix to feeling like there's three guys missing. Didn't it feel yeah, that way? It, it it feels weird. It feels very bizarre. But he's they're only missing one guy yet. It throws off the whole thing. Where the Chiefs, I mean, those guys can kind of finish each other's sentences, right? Hill, Kelsey, and Mahomes, and really like Pringle and some of the and Hardman. Hardman, they, if you put them, are they the they, same it, person? But, but he's yeah, but they've been there the whole time, right? It's true. So like those guys will leave, and they'll just have some other skinny guys that run four two next year, right? Whenever those guys graduate out of their first contract, yeah, they'll just draft a guy in the fourth round from you know McNeese State that's like Tutu's cousin, and it'll look the same. Guy weigh looks like he weighs one hundred seventy five pounds. He'll kick return, and they'll throw him some deep routes, and he'll just mix in with the crew. Like that's that's the lock of the century. Get ready for that. Moose said Leatherwood had costly penalties, has costly penalties every game. I thought you and I were talking about this before the the show. I thought the first penalty on the Mariota play, I don't I haven't heard an explanation for it. I mean, he didn't flinch. He just started moving early. I wonder if, if every my if our court here's quarterback coach Haberman, John. My backup quarterback's job is to is to um learn the cadence and try and sound exactly like the starter. So that when he gets under center. There's no difference in like, it's just, it's all exactly the same. There's no extra pause. I don't know what happened with Leatherwood, but maybe Mariota just has a little pauses a little longer than Derek does. And it threw him off. Well, one thing they said tonight, I I would agree with that is that the, the chiefs studied the TV copy of Raider games, having walked by Andy's office for two years of my life. That guy has sports on in his office. 24-7, 365. And a lot of coaches like Saban, I think a lot, and maybe it's true, they go like, I'm just just locked in. I'm not watching anything. That's not Andy. Now, he's doing his own work, but a game is always on in the background. Now, obviously, on Sunday, he's coaching, but Thursday night and Monday night football, do you know where Andy is? At the office. What do you think he's noticed over the years of some Raider games? 
and I'm, maybe his coach, maybe his assistant coaches have too. Derek screaming. So he's probably tells Spagnolo like, bro, or maybe gets their quality control guy, rip every home game that Derek plays. And I think uh, Hitchinson mentioned, told Collinsworth that like, yeah, we, we match it up with their audibles. And we thought, you know, we got a pretty good idea of what's going on. Like, that's just, maybe you don't need to scream loud. And again, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but I'll, I'll promise you, Andy's in his office fucking powering down a little post-dinner snack going, okay, we got something here. And, and then you just, and you just start matching it because you, when he's yelling something, you can see, you know, this is what these guys do for a living. I mean, you and I wouldn't be able to figure it out, but the quality control guy, the linebacker coach, the coordinator and the player, they could do enough studying and, and like get a couple ideas. Like this is what they're most likely when he's saying this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, are the, are the, are the mics different? Like why it does feel like he's louder, right? It definitely feels like he's louder. Do you think they eliminated the John Gruden's wife audible from the playbook? Bruce me, Allen, that, Bruce that, Allen. That, that, that was kind of funny, but he does just yell like whatever, like a couple specific things that feel dramatically louder than the other games I watched. Like, I don't, what is, I, the Patriots have that thing turned down. I'll promise you that. I'd never heard anything with Foxborough. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> he would uh, never want that out, right? John says, you both are morons if you think Andy is the only coach in the NFL doing this, LMAO. But why do people always, uh, since when did the internet get so negative? I don't understand, John. I don't either. <laughs> uh, David says, what is Andy Reid's postgame snack? I think he told me when I talked to him a couple years ago at the Combine that he cleaned up his diet. But when I got there, it was uh, two McDonald's cheeseburgers and uh, two things of Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream. I said snack. <laughs> That's a snack. I mean, he's, oh. he's a big guy. Uh, too, you know, uh, the shills says uh, the Raiders are emotionally done. I I, I think it's going to be hard. I, I think it's going to be difficult. And again, the schedule, John, the schedule, the schedule, the schedule, like forget about any of that stuff that's hard to identify. The schedule is really difficult. Yeah. And who's fixing the problems that they have? You know, back to that comment, guy talking some shit. We were not saying the Chiefs were the only one doing it, but we were saying the Raiders are intentionally, it feels like, louder than these other teams, so they're there to be had. And when you got a coach that, I don't know, what's the math? 9, 8, 17 of 22 years has made the playoffs. He's probably going to pick up on more shit than the average slapdicks around the league, right? <laughs> you know, you just reminded me, I got to show you. What did you I tell you about special teams, guy? Who ran a special teams fake Dave today? Taub. Is it Taub? Taub? How do you say his it's, name? Yeah, it's the Taub. How about the punter? Run, he, it was a back shoulder throw, John. They didn't just throw it. Well, it was like a, what do you practice it? <laughs> Holy smokes. Do you and, know that yeah, Mitch, you've been Mitch demanding. ran a 4 six, five. Mitch ran a 4 6 five. Mitch Wisnowski. I told you he's run special teams fake. He's run trick plays at Utah, and he got a penalty one time for spiking the football. Taub's throwing Rogers back shoulder throws just for fun, and 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 everyone is just the Niners are losing by twenty. I mean, yeah, it's you texting me. Me, no, it's a good call. Now the Chiefs did it. Uh, what was the score of the game when they did it? They were up, you know, twenty points. But it was yeah. It, Niners it, have to. You got to be up twenty to. But you know, you know, run it down seven. Is, that would impress me. They did it like a nail in the coffin fu play. I was just saying, use it for a spark play. Did you see the? You didn't actually. I didn't. We didn't talk about this. There were some college moments. 
There was one thing I was going to say to you in the Arizona game. Dr. Blitz, the former Michigan defensive coordinator for Harbaugh, now is Arizona. He had a defensive play call. Love, I got to love Dan I, Brown. Don, I got to clip Don. it off. <laughs> love Dan Brown, though, the late great. Yeah, uh, I love Dan more because I knew him, but. Yeah, uh, but I don't know Don Brown, but he Don was cry- Don was crying last week. I saw you know after they, they won the game. Yeah, it was cool. These guys had a play call where the the signal from the sideline was he put his head back and he like like he was dropping a rat into his mouth. He like went. I don't know what that was. Drop maybe drop something. They were winning for a minute, weren't they? Oh yeah, Utah, Arizona, Arizona's been playing well. Yeah, um, and then. Washington actually recovered an onside kick with three seconds left. I thought you, you, you love special teams. So you appreciate that. Were they down uh, 10? No, they were down. They had a chance. They could have yeah, tire. I don't remember exactly what the score was, but well, I mean, they were three seconds away. Then the coach gets fired the next day. Uh, they're down five is what it was. They were down five. Oh, 35, 30 was that final 35, score, 30. Yeah. Their would, coach you think that would fired. have made a difference to keep Jimmy Lake alive? They would. <laughs> no, he wasn't there. coaching the game. So I, <laughs> I don't think it would have helped anything at all, actually. Is that um, going his? Does that go on his ledger? If I go to his, I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. That kind they of were sucks. up fourteen to nothing on Herm, and Herm sneakily like his team's solid. Like his Gruden's not getting these L's or W's, right? No, <laughs> that, that ended. No, gotcha. It's not sure on the interim. You know, I guess suspended's different. Getting fired, you know. Right, right. The no, these the are these are going on Basaccia's ledger. <laughs> yeah, he's two and two. So, you know, he's five hundred. What, else, what do you want to go to now? We've talked, you know, this is a, a little later Sunday night. We've got a couple things we could dive to. I was going to follow I mean, up with the Chiefs topic, but I feel I feel like we've talked about them enough here. We yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, Mac, I, mean you know? I think one of the stories of the day and really kind of owns the internet, especially the, the area we live in and this, the, the, the story. I mean, Mac Jones, and really, just because you're the quarterback, it's like being the star NBA player or the star pitcher, you get talked about more. Though, clearly, the Patriots have an elite defense have, I don't know, the best head coach ever. <laughs> I, I know this guy has done some weird shit in his career, right? He got, you know, they hated him in Denver. He left Chris Ballard at the uh, the altar, but he is a fantastic offensive coordinator in Josh. So it's not even just Bill, it's Bill and Josh. And offensively, like, they Hunter Henry, like, they have some weapons, you know, like for him to dink and dunk to, and he does a lot of dinking and dunking. But Mac Jones does look pretty good for a rookie. I mean, there's no... I thought today was pretty impressive. Just the way he kind of handles himself, you know, for, I mean, that's a big game. Yeah. Yeah. He was 19 to 23 for 198, three touchdowns, had the 48 yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne. Will on the chat says, after today, I trust New England to make the Super Bowl more than Tampa. Hot take. Um, it might be a little hot just because of the quarterback discrepancy still, but he looks really good. Now, I've been saying this and I'll continue saying this. You know, these quarterback kind of comparisons, these things take years to really play themselves out. It's a slow – it's like watching one of those stadium dot races in between the fifth and sixth inning, but over the course of three years. Just because the yellow dot is ahead at the beginning doesn't mean the green dot isn't going to pass them. And then, like, out of nowhere, though they crash and the, the purple dot comes flying up. Like, that's – careers are long, especially quarterback guys get a lot of chances. I always like the cup thing on the ball. The yeah. cup, the cup one is is always a great one. Four, I guess there's no four. It's always one, two, or three. Three, it's so. a three. Just simple joy, John. That one is simple fun. But he looks he looks really good. And I do. I had the thought today because did you send me a clip or maybe I just saw it on on the internet? 
they asked two people who were – I can't keep track of all the shows I watch, but they asked two like NFL analysts, is it him or is it the system? And they were both like, the system. Do you know what I'm talking – who said that or where I saw no. that? But, I mean, he, he is – It was I respected mean, he's, NFL. He's gaining people. a lot of yards on screen passes. For sure, and that's legitimate. But there is also just something to him. I mean, Jarrett Stidham didn't do it, right? Yeah. I mean, no, there's just something player. to the guy. There's just something yeah. to the guy, and they trust the guy. And McDaniels is fantastic. You're right. And and Bill and Bobcat Goldfight, his son from Police Academy, that's what he looks like, or whatever you say that actor's name. I mean, the, the whole thing's working right now. But it's he's he is making some plays. Now, will he ever be for an extended period of time like much better than Jimmy Garoppolo's best? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, man, it's I, I got no problem with some of the conversations people are having about him right now. And, and again, like if you and I lived in Cincinnati or Dallas, <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be the bar. But obviously, when the <laughs> Niners made this trade and have kept Jimmy Garoppolo, we're comparing him to Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Patriots kind of did too, because they probably, before they knew they could get Mac, would have taken Jimmy Garoppolo. And who knows? Jimmy Garoppolo with them might look better than the version that we've seen. But it does feel like Mac's more accurate. I just know if you and I were head coach and GM or owner or whatever, and I had to choose for the next eight weeks who I'd want running my team, Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo, I think not even just me and you, I think universally around the NFL, every single human would take Mac Jones. He just feels he's much more calm. He just feels much more accurate. He had a couple throws a day to Hunter Henry that like Jimmy, his act, like he lost that. Now you're right. In 19, when he had his heyday, and his heyday was really like a stretch of football. Like it wasn't the whole season because the defense carried them in games. It was like an eight, nine game stretch where they had some injuries and he made, I mean, he was throwing 350 yard games. He was going toe to toe with Russell Wilson. Like does Mac ever have that high, high, high end? I don't know. But Jimmy showed that like that was kind of a flash in the pan. Mac, it does feel a little bit more like, is he ever going to be like an ace on a pitching staff? I don't know. But could he just have like a 10-year career as like a sweet number two? Like, is he just Matt Cain well, or something? To me, he could definitely have a sweet career. He, he could be somebody's starter for a while. The question is, right, there, there's different levels of Mac Jones. Yeah, but I'm paying him $50 million in three years and I got to build the team you know, with him. That's probably. one of the big questions. One of the other questions is, are you better off with him at 12, drafting him at 12, and dealing with whatever that – like, what is that ceiling? Or are you better off taking a big swing? Because if you draft him at 12, are you in the same position six years from now that the Vikings are perpetually in, that you're in, that you were in, that created you the need to to draft Trey Lance? I mean, Dan Wetzel wrote about it. Oh, go ahead. Do you think right now, if Kyle could choose, honest moment, would you, if you could do it over again, would you have just sat at 12, taken Mac Jones, cut Jimmy, or just let them battle it out and you would have given the job to Mac Jones, but had your two first-round picks, or done what you've done? I think he would do that. I think he would change history because I think it'd make his life easier right now. I think he he thinks he'd have a better football team right now, today. Now, I mean, they're not the Patriots on defense, right? But, yeah, I think he would do that. Now, I don't know. The hard part about that is we're constantly trying to guess how much he likes Trey Lance. Would you like, see, he, he, had some, he had some quotes. They, he was asked about, you know, Trey's Mike Silver had said something about his struggle, like how he's kind of gone in the tank. And Kyle said kind of pushed back, but now also not really. Like maybe there's some truth to that. It was a little weird. Yeah, he said, well, everybody's up. Because he said he's regressed. He's like, well, everybody's up and down. You get better, you get worse. It's it's a constant. Which I think that's probably more true. It's 
it kind of, for me, crystallized why I've always had a little bit of a problem with regressed because things change. Like there's so many different, like, did I regress if I'm the same guy, but my offensive line got better or got worse. And now I look worse. Did I regress or did I just not get better? If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. But that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't I, think I, there's, you just I thought Kyle's answer was like a more real, like this is how it works with human beings. Yeah. Like you do well, then we level you up a little bit, give you a little more. And now you slide back a little bit. Right. Yeah, it's an evolving fluid process. Yes, yes. The li- it's a living, breathing organism, you know. Yeah, Trent Williams is fucking gets sweeter every day. But everyone else in this room, hell, George Kittle disappears for a while. He's probably right, right? Well, like, has Clemson regressed? Or is it just you just some years you take a step back to take a step forward? I don't know. Well, we'll, see. well I think they regressed. Their talent wasn't the same, and their quarterback play fell off a cliff. I think in yeah, college football, but- regression's more because your players change so much. Yeah, but so maybe the better way to put it, has Dabo Sweeney regressed? Has he yeah, lost something? A g- good coaches are usually better with better players. Uh, this Dan Wetzel wrote about it, about Mac, and he, at one point, he wrote, like, should he be drafted two? Should he be drafted one? <laughs> and then he even kind of said, it's soon for that. But this is what else he wrote. The Niners had the third overall pick. It traded two first-round selections and a third to move up from 12 to three. It took Trey Lance. He remains enough of a project that he's barely seen the field even though he needs to beat out only Jimmy Garoppolo. In an alternate world, the Niners keep all their picks, trade Jimmy back to New England, probably for a second, and then just take Jones at 12. In other words, Trey Lance better turn out great. Yeah, that's exactly right. Do you think Kyle would, uh, right now, this moment, if he could snap a finger, have not traded any picks and taken Mac Jones at 12? Well, then it's just like, is Mac Jones, would he have just been quicker to beat out Jimmy? Because he was... He Jimmy would have been gone. farther. But so they just would have cut Jimmy and then no that like that scenario yeah you trade him or something you do whatever with him yeah and then maybe you got some extra cash to do some other sweet shit you know maybe you land Odell's on the team yeah I mean there's a there's a butterfly effect that potentially here my issue though to Wetzel's point this is really about him becoming a star in years to become which I don't know if Mac Jones can become now can Mac Jones become the best version of I'd even put Carr is like a better version of Cousins, even though Cousins, like, I guess, let me rephrase that, a more talented version of Cousins, because D- Cousins does have seasons that Derek just does not have in terms of touchdowns, uh, but Derek's a little younger, but, like, I, I just think he'd kind of be the best version of that kind of crew, like what Alex was ahead of for a long time, right? Because that's just kind of his physical sp- skill set. Now, you never discount right work ethic and toughness and uh, and football IQ and he might just have all these intangible stuff to be better than like I, I'm not saying that he can't be better than even I believe because that's how sports work sometimes like no one ever thought you know two years in Curry was going to be great and then he became probably a top eight player of all time when it's, the dust settles so you just there, there's stuff internally in people that this guy clearly has some shit to him and I you'd have to give him a lot of respect to go into that building as a rookie, and clearly just feels like he's kind of in control of the operation. Bill trusts him. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> it, what Trey is not really able to do, right? And maybe it was always rigged against him, you know, as a rookie. Now, they're different. I mean, he learned under Nick Saban and just won a national championship. This guy didn't even play last year at Division One AA. So it's one guy was at Harvard Business School. The other guy was at, like, Fresno State. Now, that doesn't mean in five years the Fresno State guy can't be What's way richer, difference? right? Well, I mean, there might not be in the business world. Who knows? So Uh, in football, who knows? Like it doesn't, but he did have a leg up learning from Saban and Sark and 
some of those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And playing with the players he played with, right? Playing with NFL-level talent and playing in big games. Uh, Mr. Superfly says, after today's, Max got 13 touchdowns, 11 picks. Are you guys really crazy about that? No, I'm not crazy about it, but you just can't deny that something is working there. And this is where, you know, when you make comparisons that you hate to make, the Tom Brady thing, when people are coming out like, oh, maybe he could be like Tom Brady. To me, when you say that, now maybe some people are saying oh, he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but I don't think anyone was saying that. To me, I think what you're saying when you make that comparison is just, does he have something in him that we can't really see right now? Right? That's what that comparison means. Like, there is nothing on the checklist of all-time great quarterbacks that you could have identified with Tom necessarily. You would have said some of the same stuff. Not a great athlete, not a great arm. I mean, he probably has a better arm, but I bet his arm got stronger as time went on. It, it did. Um, you know, TB the way 12. he learned to torque his body and all that stuff. So TB12, that's what that is. Like, it's not actually comparing Mac Jones to Tom. I think it's just saying, is there something within him? That's what I thought about today when I was like, well, no, everything, every time Mac Jones does something right now for, for the next year or two, it's going to be, yeah, it's the system or yeah, it's the talent or yeah. But at some point, if you keep winning and producing, we have to give you your flowers and, um, you know, we'll see, but that's do you think, like, do you think Tom would have drank pitchers of beers, Tito's and sodas, and then got a steak shack? And, uh, yes. As a rookie, absolutely. Double burgers and this unreal, it's called like the white and black shake. It, it has like peanut butter. I mean, it's just like, oh, my oh yeah. God, melt in your mouth. I've been thinking about it all day. Absolutely. Yes, I think Tom ate very dirty once upon a time. Yeah. I'm not a rookie, though. It's all relative, though. You know, like yeah. NFL rookie age, but you, you're a retiree at 39. True. So, you know. But, but, but his, he's throwing the whole thing off. He is. He is. Even though, you know, he's going back. Cheat day, John. Cheat day. Yeah, did not look through two picks against the Washington football team. But, you know, I don't I, – I, Trey Lance just isn't right now getting his opportunity to answer. Justin Fields' team around him. Zach Wilson's not playing. I mean, Trevor well, I Lawrence. Mean, Patriots playoff team pretty much feels like a lock, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the question with them is like, uh, how yes, no. far could they go? Well, could they still win the division? Have they played the Bills yet? Do you have their schedule up? Um, they have. They play, well, they play Thursday night football against the Falcons. They're going to be. They are favored. I think it's five and a half. They win that game. All of a sudden, they're seven and four. <laughs> then who do they got? Uh, Falcons, Titans, Bills, by Colts, Bills, Jags, Dolphins. So there's at least what minimum three more wins on that schedule. Yeah, so it's just going to come down to some of like the Bills. Can they split with the Bills? Could they beat both the Bills games? I would say probably not win both the Bills games, but who knows? I mean, Bill is just an all-time great. The Titans, like they match up pretty well against the Titans. Like they can kind of out-physical them. I know the Titans keep winning, but it's kind of crazy. I don't even know how they're doing it, but they are doing it. Vrabel's a really good coach. But it, I, I would say, it's going to sound crazy, like I like the Patriots in that game. You, you have this, is that game in? Tennessee? Uh, no. I mean, I, I is it crazy to think the Patriots get to like 12 and 5? What are they at right now? They're at 6 and 4. So, 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 games left. They have to win 6 or 7 to get to 12 and 5. That okay. seems a little Yeah. Well, 11 means, and 6. 
Would you say eleven and six is a pretty good bounce back with a rookie quarterback? I, I I mean, after they lost three of their first four and their only win was the Jets, I thought my remember my offseason prediction was Belichick coach of the year this year in the NFL. Um, but now if they win eleven, I think he might be the coach of the year in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't like think that's now they got to go like five and two. So they, good. so they got to they got to beat. The, you're saying they, split they, with Buffalo? That's one of their L's. They got the yeah. They got the Jags. That's a win. They got Miami twice. Or no, 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 no. Miami, Miami once. once. Miami once. Them. Buffalo twice. Miami, Jacksonville. So if they just split with Buffalo and then make sure they beat either the Titans or the Colts. I mean, they can beat the Colts or Titans, right? I mean, they could win. Yeah, they don't have to beat them both. I'm just saying, beat one of the two. Yeah, I think they could. What he they might do some some mean things to Wentz. You see, Wentz is uh, old Wentz. He's like, uh, 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 what's the movie with uh, uh, Eddie Murphy where he's the fa- the clumps? Where he's the guy? He's like skinny Eddie is forcing his way out of fat Eddie. Yeah, that's quite like crazy Carson is trying to force his way out of regular Carson. He did a. Did you see the stuff he did today? I did not, but I saw he, people he did a left handed throw as he was going down in yeah. like into the middle of the field. No, no, not a pick. Go- Completed? Uh, either almost. I think it might have been an almost completion. I think he tried to dump it down over the middle for like two yards, three yards. That game, I'm just clicking on this game. I just assumed they won by 20 points. It was a little closer than I thought, 23-17. They did I not. Didn't get to, yeah, I didn't get to see a ton of it. Um, the other thing he did was getting sacked, tried to throw like a, a nine-yard pass to the sideline with just like a backhand flip like he was Brandon Crawford and uh, almost got picked. Almost completed, depending on how you look at it. But I mean, he didn't throw any picks. Now he didn't throw any touchdowns either. But Trevor, you see Trevor Lawrence's line in that game? Yeah, not great. Sixteen to thirty-five, four and a half yards uh, an attempt. They, they got the. They, hey, I'll give him credit. They got the ball to uh, Lavisca Chenault for like a total of fifteen yards <laughs> on like yeah, not good. three carries and I don't know four or five catches. They got problems. They suck. They suck. But they were kind of in that game. I again, yeah. they've actually been playing harder. Niners play him next week. So, um, yeah, I think the Patriots are – I mean, could Mac Jones – is Mac Jones hosting a playoff game? I mean, are we going that far? Here's the thing with Tennessee. I was looking at them this morning. Tennessee has by far the best um, uh, uh, percentage – like the the games they've won, the teams they've beaten, the winning percentage is – I think uh, only New Orleans yeah. has an over 500 winning percentage, their opponent's winning percentage. Um, margin of victory. Uh, uh, sorry, strength of victory is what that's called. Um, but they've, I mean, the Titans are, I counted them out a couple real, weeks ago. But. They're beating real teams, guy. I mean, they're eight and two, but just like Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, Saints, like that, that was their five-game stretch. They beat the Colts twice. I mean, they just, you, you have a stretch where you beat the Chiefs, Bills, and the Rams. Like, that's a pretty good stretch. Especially, they beat the Rams... And even they beat the Colts, who are not bad. I mean, Colts are five and five. The Colts are going to be, if I had to bet right now, nine and eight with a. You know, I, I could see them going into Week Seventeen with a chance to be ten and seven, they, but they probably end up nine and eight when Wentz throws three picks in that game. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? I, mean, I, I would not quite give up on the Colts yet. They just have, they do have good players. No, you know what they feel like to me is kind of Vikingsy. Yeah, better version. Well, they have a better record. I'm not sure if they're a better version of the Vikings, actually, but I think the Vikings might be better than them. Because I'd probably, in a weird way, rather have Cousins than Wentz, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would. That pains me to say, but it's true. 
I mean, either way, you're kind of hosed. I mean, Cousins just puts up. I mean, Cousins threw for 300 yards today and two touchdowns. He just he's way more productive. Cousins is to me. I have broken up and and gotten back together with Kirk Cousins so many times. Justin Every time Jefferson I, had 150 yards today. I mean, the guy dominates. I mean, they Our Chargers had some chances in that game. They, they I don't know what happened. I got to go back. Chargers. I'm sorry. The Vikings up seven had a third and twenty and somehow convert, converted and basically salted the game away. Yeah, I didn't watch much of that game. I need to go. I don't know what's – I want to text someone in the NFL like, what is going on with this guy? Is, is Herbert – regressing might be strong, but he's not He's not dominating. Is it just because he hurt his hand? Mike Williams, four for 33. How does Mike Williams have four for 33? He, well, he's been injured. For him. Yeah, he's just been off. One thing that they need to do a better job of, and I like the little guy, but like Eckler's an undrafted free agent who's a good player. But you fucking treat him like he's the Vikings have Dalvin Cook, and even Alexander Madison is like a really really good backup. Like they, yeah. they have a legit running attack. Like watch the Raiders tonight. It's like Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, the Chiefs. I mean they just can get running backs. Good teams. The the Cowboys. You got Zeke and Pollard. Like is Eckler really getting it done? I'm not asking you to go get Barry Sanders, but I, I mean, think there's something to be a little. Where'd be, they get can him? You get a better running back. He's undrafted free agent. He was Khalil Mack's teammate. So, so he's undrafted. Larry Roundtree is a sixth rounder out of Missouri. That's their other. That's the other guy who carried the ball for them today. Josh Kelly's the UCLA guy. Excuse me, Eckler. That was Eckler. Wasn't Khalil Mack's teammate? He went to Western Colorado, but he was an undrafted free agent. Okay. But like that's. I mean, we just can't get a real player like a third round pick to help um, the guy out. I'm Adrian excuses for Herbert here, but Adrian on YouTube says football sucks now. It's not like it used to be. <laughs> it's it, dude. It, I, I'm not going to dive into that whether it sucks or not, but it is a way to transition to. It's weird as hell right now around the league. Uh, before we do that, though, let's tell the people, John, about decked decked.com slash ham decked.com slash ham. Go right now to decked.com slash ham and check out all their cool shit. Yeah, they got a lot of sweet stuff. Dex has two full bed length drawers, can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. They roll out waist high, giving you easy access, organize your tools and your gear. Here's the thing. Once your tailgate is up for our truck users, you can't get into them. You cannot break into the drawer system. So everything in there is safe. You have to put the tailgate down to access it. If you go to tailgates, do you know what you can do? Throw some brewskis back in there. Mm. Throw a little bottle of Tito's. Throw Modify. some ice. Boom. And you know, if you got, I don't know, a little four-wheeler, maybe a little snowmobile for the winter, you can put up to 2,000 pounds on top of the deck's drawer system, guy. How do you, you know what they that? call that, John? Payload. See, you having a four-wheeler. Yeah, you got a little Abs- payload. Absolutely. You know, on the blade, put the blades on that bad boy, and woof, <laughs> yeah. off I go to, 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 to the Alps. Uh, I've been seeing all these commercials for this truck where like the back kind of folds down a little and then folds out a little more. It's like, it's a workstation. I can put my laptop here. This is that on steroids and you don't need to buy a new truck to have a system that that works. Yeah. It's a a funny commercial with the little kid like dad, you work. Uh, It's weatherproof. So it's safe from the ice, from the rain, from the snow. And boy, if we had rain, it's makes it easy for you to access, but not for anybody else. The drawers roll out waist high, keeps your gear secure, 100% made in the USA, has a lifetime, a lifetime 
no hassle warranty. Whether or not you can pass it down to your heirs, I'm not sure, but I, my guess is yes. My guess is you can pass it down to your heirs. Um, and they've got locks for security. Decked. Yep. yep. Decked. Say it. <laughs> get your deck drawer system at decked.com slash ham and get a free shipping. That's decked.com slash ham for free shipping on your deck drawer system. Decked.com slash ham. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed.com. We have... You know, supply chain crisis. We got a lot going on in America. And if you're listening to this as a small business fan, uh, owner, you need to hire. Come to our friends at Indeed.com slash ham. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates. We're all looking for people. Hey, Middlecoff, we're looking for people. And we use Indeed. You might be replacing them. me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed partners with you every step of your hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match. Get on it and get on it now. Indeed.com slash ham. Like John said, $75 sponsored job credit. Offer valid through December 31st. Conditions and terms apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.com slash ham. Robert Woods has an ACL. This one, you sent me this one on Friday, a little infographic from, I don't know, Schefter or somebody. Like, holy smokes. It, it, you- the, when I saw the Robert Woods is out with an ACL, my first thought was, wait, is this something they knew before they signed Odell and didn't tell so that they could leverage Odell? But no, it happened on Friday after old number three came on board. Did you hear the details of how No, share them. He got injured at practice. He fell in practice, but he didn't think it was anything practiced through, did a media session after, I didn't think anything of it. And I think precautionary, the trainers got him to get an MRI, and then by the night they found out he had a torn ACL. You're right. It had nothing. I I thought it was a little shady, too. I'm like, oh, they're doing some shady shit down there. These guys. And it really was. Here's a sad reality. Robert Wood's a better player than Odell Beckham. So they just lost their second-best wide receiver. I'm sure you, you saw that graphic. I put it on Instagram. Guy, Cooper Cup has 74 catches and 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. They put Odell, they put the trio, and they put those two guys on the side. Like, Odell has 40 catches the last two years. Now, I, I do think, I can imagine if you're Sean McVay or Les Snead, you do feel much better about that you pulled off this signing. I saw Schrager say they came in a little last minute. You know, I think the Chiefs and the Saints and definitely the Packers went all in from the jump. You know, I don't know if the Rams, but they would have been way more aggressive, I'm sure, if Robert Woods had torn his ACL on Monday and not Friday, right? They got kind of lucky. Yeah. Does Odell come back and renegotiate for a little more money? Well, did you see his uh, little video he put out going back to Cali? Like, he acted like he was Biggie Smalls and had, like, some Puff Daddy guy talk, tell him, like, get a flight? Well, you and I were talking about some of the weirdness of the league. I did not see that video, no. He edited himself into an old video? Yeah, that he, well, he edited, you know, the the opening of going back to Cali with Notorious B.G. Yeah. starts with Puff Daddy calling him, telling him to get on a flight, and he goes, where am I going? He's like, you're going to LAX. He's like, Cali? Odell and his buddy are doing it, and then it, and then the beat drops, and it's like him jumping around. It's just like, oh, my God. It's always like, Odell, why do we act like this guy's so much more relevant than he actually is? Now, he might. I don't know if it's going to happen immediately, and I saw Glazer say that he plays a different position than Robert Woods, even though, like, maybe, like, on specific plays, but most offenses, like, it's pretty interchangeable. 
like I know with Andy Reid, like X and Zs, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like you just when you had when we had Macklin and if they had other good wide, like when they had Sammy Watkins, like those guys can all do. Ideally, all your guys can line up in different spots. It makes you much harder to defend, right? Devontae, I think, is a true guy. He just lines up in certain spots because the way their offense works. And maybe that's the way with the Shanahan offense. If I it's like, well, can we adapt it a little bit? Can we get with the times? But uh, Glazer was saying there was this other guy that no one's ever heard of that's like going to really take the spot. Because I think part of it is the one thing you know with this offense, the Shanahan deal, uh, maybe it's the McVay offense, is it kind of complicated? Like, I don't know if McVay's just, or I mean, Odell's just coming in and learning the whole playbook, and Sean's going to trust him on Monday Night Football to run 50 plays. But he's got to right? know some stuff from the Browns, right? You would think, but it's a little. It's not like Stefanski had worked for them. I think he had just adapted some of their playbook. Just watch some of their YouTube terminology. Yeah, he's just Ivy League guy. You know, he's smart. Yeah, um, they, they. Who was it? Sunday morning was it a Sunday morning report that part of what held up Odell was getting his jersey number situation figured out, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, someone tweeted something. I was like, I refuse to read any more of this crap on this guy. Yeah, that that seems unlikely to me. Um, but anyway, uh, they – I don't know, man. I am i don't think – he could make a play. He could make a play, right? You I don't agree. need – like, like could he have the Cam Newton effect on Monday Night Footballs, basically? Cam Newton – what was Cam Newton's line for the uh, Panthers? I think he played like six or seven plays, but, I mean, he did – his first two plays were a touchdown run and a touchdown pass. No, they were both at the one-yard line. Like, it's like – wouldn't you uh, specialty consider, play? Wouldn't you consider Cam the greatest short yardage quarterback and arguably one of the great short yardage players in the history of the sport? Yeah, I mean it's like that's what he can do because everyone's like, "You were saying it was just a PR move." I'm like, well, yeah, Cam Newton can do these plays with his eyes shut. Like, are, are, they're gonna have him start at quarterback. Let's let's chime in next week when he has to play seventy snaps. Yeah, I you know what's funny is PJ Walker. P.J. Walker was 22 of 29. Now, I mean, only for 167 no one, and a pick. No one's talking about P.J. Walker sufficiency. He's just so tiny. Yeah, it's that they're. I don't know how they're going to get through the rest of the season with what they've got. But um, McCaffrey's back helps. Yeah, I, I to me, McVeigh, what McVeigh did with John Wolford, not that Jared Goff, you know, Wolford could do things that Goff couldn't. But I think McVeigh, this will be interesting. This is part of a legend grow McVeigh moment. Not this game Monday, but just this season. Can he lose Woods, plug OBJ in, and just continue to be really good on offense? Like, are we going to look back on McVeigh? I think we've talked about Kyle like this in the past. Like, you can just make it work for anybody. The way you talk about Belichick on defense, that he can make it work for everybody, anybody. Just find a way to use people. I don't know. I How much do you think this really affects what the Rams are going to be able to do this year? Well, when I thought he was going to go to the Chiefs, I'm like, they'll figure out a way to use him. I mean, that would be kind of scary. Like, if I was the NFL, I wouldn't want him to go to the Chiefs. With McVay, I, I, I do think it's a little more challenging because their hierarchy, I guess it's thrown off now, but like Cooper Cup is a star. Like he, he's, I mean, he gets all their targets. I also think they have this new quarterback they're in this weird spot because they just acquired Stafford, right? He has, if he had been there five years, but he's still trying to figure everything out. Like I, yeah. I watched him last week thinking, you know, I think there's probably a lot going on in terms of, he's never had this pressure for a guy that's made $250 million or whatever. He really, 
and I like him, but he there probably has been many quarterbacks. Like I think Eli made a ton too, and Roethlisberger and Rivers. Those guys were in just big games constantly, right? Especially Big Ben and, and Eli. And even Rivers played, I mean, had countless playoff games and was just in big games. Hell, Rivers was just on Monday and Sunday Night Football a decent amount of time in his career. Stafford never played in those games, guy, ever. So he has all this pressure, and now, like, I got to figure this guy out who's kind of like a nut job. <laughs> like, he's a legitimate nut job when it comes to himself. That's where uh, well, it's like, I think it's very risky. It's putting an undue amount of pressure on a guy that already feels like, not that the pressure is getting to Matt, but it's just a lot of going on. Like, yeah, I, but I do wonder if if part of it is McVeigh thinks like I need this guy to win. I need to win a like I need to win a champ. I'm trying to win a championship, and this guy can help me win a championship. I well, because what, what is he in what what point in time in his career? I guess as a player, you know, in 15 and 16, he looked like a great player. But like in the last four or five years, like he views as a championship level. Part of being a championship level player is like. Being a good guy, being a good teammate. Like well, this. yeah. I mean, it's it's a risk. I'm with you. But I, what I'm saying is I wonder if McVeigh felt like I thought they were the best team in the league. I, I thought they were a championship team. To me, them are the Bucs. Um, but I would have the Rams number one. I've said as much. So I, I thought they were already a championship-level team. But, you know, I wonder if he you thinks – like them more I, than the Packers? I like the Rams more than the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's what they lose, though. Like, what Odell is not, to your point, is consistent. Just like as a person, as a performer. Robert Woods is really consistent. Stud. Like, fantastic. Robert Woods was, you remember that, you remember how um, Chris Davis of the A's hit, was it 242 for three or four straight years or 241 or? I thought it was 237, maybe. 237. 247, maybe. Robert Woods had a very similar thing going. Because Robert Woods, I just look back, John, he had 45 catches through nine games. He had each of the last two years exactly 90 catches. He was about to have another 90-catch year, almost exactly. Like, And even reliable. his second year of the Rams, he got 86. Reliable and spectacular. It's like kind of the best of both worlds, right? It really was. And he was good, probably going to have more touchdowns this guy. year, right? Probably have more touchdowns. Did you scout him coming out? Yeah, I thought you? he was. I, I thought my comp to him was Reggie Wayne, not the flashiest, but like this guy is just going to be. And Reggie's probably a better player, but this guy was on pace before he tore his ACL. That's a good, good thought by you to probably have four straight years of basically ninety, a thousand, and you know. Five to seven. He was probably going to set a. He's probably going to have more touchdowns this year than any of the previous years, right? Because he already had six. You're right. Yeah. Well, he had. You're saying his career high was six. Oh, he already had four. Yeah. So I mean, he probably was going to get to seven or eight. Odell Beckham you know, is not game. this guy. You know, no. he's not this guy right now. What What was the deal with Woods? Is you must have done if you scouted him background at USC. Like people like him. Yeah, people loved him. Like he was like a team captain. Lane loved him. You know, he's a Sarah High School guy. Uh People just liked him. I mean, he's a very good guy. Really, his career, lifetime L.A. guy, born raised there, went to college there, went to Buffalo when they were shitty, and it just threw him off. I, it, Buffalo was thrown off several California guys. It happened to Marshawn, and they just get thrown off. The town, the weather. He came back to L.A. Marshawn went to Seattle. I mean, Marshawn's a Hall of Famer. Robert Woods probably isn't, but 
Robert Woods was just a consistent, like, there's so many wide receivers, he's not making Pro Bowls, but if your second wide receiver is getting you 90 and 1,100 every year and four or five touchdowns, like, what more do you ask for, right? Isn't If I just say, hey, would any team in the league want their number two to get you 90 and 1,100? Well, who would, who would say no? Yeah, it's like, wait, 90 and 1,100? What's my number one getting? Well, yeah, 140. <laughs> That's my number two? Holy shit! Jackpot. Yeah. That's what you would think. You're right. Um, it, it's a, it's a let the legend grow because Sean is, we were just saying Andy, right? Eight of nine since he's been with Kansas City. Sean this year, as he's headed there, is going to be four of five with the Rams, just in the playoffs, four or five. That's all you want. You just get to the playoffs and take your chances. But obviously, mentally, they are, they're not just, you're right. They're not just in like, oh, we just made it to the first round. Like there's, they're in Super Bowl bust mode. But so I, is Tampa I, and so is Green Bay. So I, the AFC does not have that. There are three teams that internally it's Super Bowl or bust, right? Tampa for sure. The Rams, just their moves for sure. And I just think Green Bay, anytime you have Rodgers in the peak of his powers, I mean, it's just... When you were, don't they know were what the de- future holds. They were devastated last year when they lost that game, right? They thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Seattle? I have like, had they had that mindset? Yeah. Well, they're three and six. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They, I think they've been thinking it. It just hasn't. Are they really just going to win like five games this year? Do you know the last time Seattle won in Green Bay was Mike Holmgren's first game against the Packers, 1999. They look awful in Green Bay. Yeah, they were. I mean, I, you, I, have to, I had to laugh at halftime. They go to the CBS set and they're like, they, uh, they go to Phil Simms and he's he's like Cowers pissed it's not zero zero because it was three nothing and Cowers loves defense it was a very good line but that game was I, I liked watching it honestly me too the when the snow came my man my childhood yeah <laughs> I uh, they're just they're just watching the good. SEC of my childhood now in, in fairness like you, you know you work nineteen hours a day to get your finger right by the time you know you're just it's going to be difficult to like get you know sleep. One and two, just rhythm with your guys. But I mean, I, I think his stats at one point he had 40 yards throwing. What did he end up with? He had 161 yards, but you know, that final drive, he probably got 50 60 on it. It was pretty ugly for him. It was just he looked like a guy who hadn't played forever and he spent 19 hours a day fixing his finger. Him and Rogers threw in, in, end zone interceptions, double baby zone, John Rogers situations. Was, I think that was the worst pass I've ever seen Rogers throw. Or up the, there, yeah. The the, the uh, who, who what was the name of the guy in the Packers? That catch was incredible. He made a great interception. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the high point of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Jamal was through. He jump yeah, balled Jamal's it to lock it. In double coverage. Yeah, it was sweet. But that was a weird. Uh, Rashawn Gary, I I did not see. I've never heard anybody say that. They said it for those of you who were watching that broadcast. Like he hurt his arm. It was so gruesome. We're not going to show you again. So did you rewind and see it live, or did they show a replay? Because no, you saw happened, it and told me it looked ha- bad. What happened is, so it's like fourth down or whatever, and they go like you just see him grabbing his arm. So as they're going to break, they. Uh, you, they just kind of slowly show a replay of the play, and you just see the angle of his arm getting stretched out where labrum, I'm not even sure what the tendons, the shoulder, I just think it went the wrong. I, I mean, I just think it ripped. 
because he was the backside defensive end. He grabbed on to who would it, it would have been the Seattle's running back, but it wasn't Carson because he didn't play today. Whoever it was, and he kind of went for a ride, right? But his body was still far away, so he didn't have the ability to kind of hold him up. So the running back went, and his body kind of took him, and it just they were going opposite directions, the body and the arm, and mm-hmm. I just. And they showed Lafleur because they had lost Aaron Jones earlier in the game. It kind of yeah. looked like that. He just tears ACL, and I saw rap sheet. It just sprained MCL. Oh, Michelle Which, said he was crying. Yeah, when he said he was or crying, not, like, he t- yeah, she did. She said he was crying. Like he went over to see. No, family. no, no, wrong broadcast crew. There was another Michelle guy. Said Michelle. Oh, it was, no, it was, it was Ingold was crying tonight. Yeah, but whoever who uh, Tracy Wolfson said he was crying. So once they did that, I. Uh, you could just see that, yeah, his arm ripped. But LaFleur was like screaming motherfucker because he just realized, I think, like, did I just lose my starting defensive end and my starting running back in like 15-minute span? You just, it, it just that, like, you can't, you just can't keep losing people. I don't care who you are. That's the one problem with the with Tampa Bay. Tampa lost Richard Sherman, who who's like a high, much higher-level human version of, of, uh, Josh Norman, right? I think the Niners would have loved if Richard could have just stayed a little younger and healthier and they just would have been kept him and not had to do this Josh Norman thing. But Richard, Richard's body is kind of letting just, it's over. Like he got hurt in warmups. And then they're like, yeah, it's going to be several weeks. Like you don't get hurt in warmups and then like serious injuries, right? Well, and by the way, it's not like he was coming back from any injury. He was coming back from an Achilles strain or whatever. He got hurt in his debut with them, right? Wasn't yeah. it an Achilles thing? I, maybe a calf. Oh, okay. He hurt his calf in warm-up, so he, maybe he just re-injures it, but part of getting old and just your body breaking down, and this happened to us last year in San Francisco, they have a lot of injuries. Antonio Brown's still in a boot. Like they, They're just missing a ton of guys. I, I watched uh, Melanie Collins. Just, yeah. Man, I, <laughs> Melanie Collins fan. Uh, she was talking to Bruce before the game, and she said that well, you guys came out of the bye last year. You didn't lose a game. She's like, what can you do to do that again? He's like, well, we just need to get healthy. We have a million injuries. And clearly, like, Tom is 44. You know, he can only do so much. And he can't run. The second the Bob, the, the second Tom throws two picks, like, Tom is 44. They kicked what? Well, uh, yeah, that's, Ch- what, that's what that's what uh, Cal Shanahan said not long ago, John. It might have been that game because Chase Young tore his ACL in a non-contact. He went down, yeah. carted off. He was crying. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of injuries today, guy. Except McCorkle, he's healthy. Uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of slipping. There was a lot of slipping. In the, I mean, I guess it was ice cold in the Packer game, but um, McCorkle... Not the, great, uh, not the greatest day. I mean, it just wasn't. No, I mean, it felt... The morning games were definitely... I got outside and went for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, get a little sun on the body. Uh, because it was... Not great. It was not great, but I mean, there, some other things happened. The Bucks lost lost off a bye to Heineke. Um, Mike White came back to earth. The, the backup quarterbacks who looked who have looked good, McCoy and Mike White. You know, midnight struck. The problem is for the 49ers, those guys look sweet against them, and then they shit the bed against other teams. You know, I mean, I, I looked up at one point in time; it was twenty to zero. It's like well, the Cardinals are just going to lose like fifty to nothing in this game, and they they were bound to just lose a game, especially they're missing all these players. But what if those guys aren't healthy? Like it is something to 
keep an eye on. They have a lot of injuries as well. Eric says, here's a question for you guys. Eric Dane, full name on the internet. Here's a question. Uh, your team is in the playoffs. You can have Brady, Rogers, Kyler, Dak, or Stafford. Where does Stafford rank on your list? Well, Brady and Rodgers are one and two. In I which mean, order? I'd go Brady one, Rodgers two. It just depends on my, like, Tampa, I just want Brady. But, like, if I put Brady on the Bucks, or, I mean, Green Bay, it feels like they'd be worse. Like they need Rodgers to kind of make some shit happen. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you just, Tom's earned it. You put Tom one. It's weird. Tom's, like, the greatest. It's not even earned it to me. It's, like, money time playoffs. I just trust him the most. Yeah, I agree. So, Brady, Rodgers, I, I would take Dak over all the next three. I would not. If you now, if you told me they're healthy, they're all healthy. I'm taking Kyler third in a playoff game. Yep. Mm. I think I would go Brady, Rogers, Dak. I hate. I don't really even like Kyler. I mean, I like the player, but I just something about him. I just don't. Really I'm with like. you. Bad body language I, the other day on the he, sideline. Yeah, he just he's just a bad body language guy. I hate bad body language guy, but I, know, something off. I would, I would trust him to do way crazier shit in a playoff game than Stafford might throw three picks. So Stafford's dead last. I think so. Yeah. And I don't even like Kyler. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, I, I think uh, there's a decent Patrick chance. I would take Dak too. I think there's a decent chance Stafford's playoff debut with the Rams. It could be devastating. Like, well, that's the one thing I keep saying. I think they can win the Super Bowl, but what has he actually won, right? Let's see. I mean, he looked bad last week. Let's, you know, give well, him a chance. Gets, he gets Norman and and, and Lenore and, and, you know, the crew. <laughs> well, over, when does uh, Josh Norman's first penalty for, like, smacking – is Odell going to get in this game? I saw them sewing his jersey. Yeah, I think he plays. I bet he gets packages like Deshaun. I agree. Dak would be third. So when Dak, does Josh Norman get his first? Uh, when does Josh Dak Norman is get his really, first Dak is really good, guy. I, I, I was I low on him. He's he's really good. I agree. He's really good. I, I agree. Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper. And he's really you know, yeah, who, is who's he not good it? is uh, Calzada from A and M. Don't ever bet on that fucking kid. You know they. Jesus. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna cover for you, and then they didn't. They had they had a lot of chances to go. What was the line? Minus were they plus three? Is that what it was? Uh, no, I thought I thought I took them. I thought they were minus points. They were. Oh, and it was minus points. Maybe it was plus two. I don't know. I mean, it was. I, I texted you that night. You'd be, I, we were texting. I thought you told me A and M was. Maybe it was minus one. Points, but yeah, I, I think Ole Miss was an underdog if I remember correctly. Okay, but they just got they got worked. I mean, Lane, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is a star coach guy. Like that's just period, point blank, end of story. Lane Kiffin is a star. And I honestly see him with Leach. Like Leach is just really good coach. Like Mike Leach, you put him places, he wins. People complain about him. I know, you know, you guys that had to be around him, he can drive some people nuts. That guy fucking wins. Lane Kiffin is even a higher level version, but he's, I didn't realize, I haven't watched Ole Miss that much. He does this version of like the Chip Kelly offense, but he runs more of a passing game of the speed in which it plays. I mean, I knew they ran, you know, no huddle really fast. They haul ass. Well, did you see they put a clock on the screen? They got one snap off under 10 seconds. End of the play, clock goes up, bam, next snap. Like in the red zone, too. Did you know they went that fast? No. 
Warp speed is what I think Chip used to call it. Well, Coward tweeted the other day that Mel Tucker is about to sign a deal with Michigan State. And from what I've heard, his wife is from there. They have a ton of money. I, he's moved like seven jobs in 10 years. He might just stay at Michigan State because you know what? He knows in a couple years you can go to the NFL. Right? It's just like, I, I'm not, I don't Or you can be like a lot of coaches that coach at Michigan State and just stay there if you like it there, right? Yeah. So if they pay him seven, eight million dollars. Think about it. Michigan I, State's coaches generally just, there's some longevity there. I've heard Scott Woodward like, you know, no way to hire Lane. Like he wouldn't. Lane Kiffin's going to win 10 games at Ole Miss. Now, he, he's going to win this week because he plays Vanderbilt, and then they have the, uh, not the Apple Cup, but the Egg Bowl. That, that's going to be a tough game, him and Leach. That's that's much-watch TV. It is. But I just don't see how LSU does much. Like, Lane's really good. Lane's everything people Why want. Why do they call it the Egg Bowl? Probably do. I was going to say cows don't have eggs. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, no, I think he's fantastic. I mean, Woodward, like he's the guy that hired Jimbo at AM, right? He's the guy that hired Peterson at UW. Um, I've, but been Lane, told, I, I've been told by people in the know that think Jimbo to, that LSU is still his dream job. Now, he makes so much money in his family, but don't ever rule that out. My his family what? Well, like they do like Texas. I think his new wife likes Texas. Oh, but gotcha. like Jimbo, because he was whole thing was like, I got ranches here, like bragging out rich he is. So he's like, I'm cool here. And clearly you can win big at AM. His, his quarterback was injured coming in. But I just watched, like, Lane kicked his ass. Now, the game was at Ole Miss. So it's, you know, in college, that matters in the SEC. Game day was there. But. No, game day I, was at. Oh, yeah, game day was there. Game day was at the Grove. The other is guys were at Waco. Big, is there that big of a difference? Like, I know Jimbo won the national championship years ago, but, like, Lane's. I just I, I envision Lane as the next head coach at LSU. To me, Lane is the best coach available. I'm not Unless that he's Jim, available. But yeah. like, okay, Luke Fickle would be really good. James Franklin right now is, you know, you can't let a week or a month or but I mean it's not going it's not having a great year at Penn State. Iowa State's not having a great year at Matt Campbell. Lane is just kicking ass over <laughs> and over again. Now it's a de- here's if I wanted to like if we were in a room talking about this I'd go you spend a lot of time watching college football so do I an unhealthy amount it is a bad quarterback year and Lane has a really good quarterback like A and M's quarterback down he like, gets credit for that no I know but this guy was because you're right he's made that guy better this guy's like, like a fifth year senior like six I mean he's been there forever yeah he's gotten a lot better but he clearly like most of the teams he's not playing teams with great quarterback play. I'm just making it. I, I, I'm pro. Nobody, I'm but yeah, saying. nobody is. It's true. Georgia's guy is okay. I mean, obviously, Alabama's guy is good. Who's the best quarterback in the Pac 12? I mean, who's the best quarterback in the Pac 12? I've had that conversation. CJ Stroud could be the Heisman winner. I mean, um, in the Pac, it's really hard to pick one. Not a great like, year. It's really hard. Yeah. So, um, most people default to Jaden Daniels at ASU, but his numbers aren't that great. Um, but yeah, I would I would give Lane credit. It's not like this this quarterback's been around, was kind of down in the dumps, and Lane revived him. Well, think about you this. know if somebody else is the coach at Ole Miss, have we talked about Matt Corral this way? No chance. We got how many times I bet in their program's history. He does have a chance to win 11 games. I bet they haven't won 11 games that many times like the last 30 years. Here's the other thing. When Lane got the Ole Miss job, even at FAU, I I don't think he was viewed as toxic, but it was still kind of viewed as a kind of a polarizing guy. Yeah. 
So like Ole Miss was probably the best job he could get at the time, right? And then what's crazy to me is, and I, I have no vendetta. I, I don't even, I don't know the guy. I don't even care about him. Like I, I'm not, I'm indifferent towards Sark, but I'm not indifferent toward, I, he's clearly just not very good. Somehow Sark gets dragged out of a team meeting at USC for being wasted at like nine in the morning. And somehow three or four years later, he's less polarizing than Lane, yet his record as a head coach was never very good. And he gets the fucking Texas job. Like Lane never would have sniffed the Texas job until he did like a job like Ole Miss. Yet Sark you know, didn't even have not, to do that. I, I've heard Sark's just a charming guy, which is a likable guy. Lane's might just be a little more difficult to connect with. Might be that would simple. You know, did you watch game day at all on Saturday morning? I didn't. I know Lane went on. He's, he's just a weird guy. Kind of. Yeah, I think that's part of it. You get in the but, room, but, people want to trust you and like I I'm just I'm yeah. explaining no, you. like I, no, I get it, but at some point, you know, good nice guys get fired if they don't produce, and weird guys get hired if they do. Would, would the would the powers that be at the University of Texas right now, if they yes. could just press a button, yes, and Lane would just show up and Sark yes. would disappear, yes, what would they do? Yes, <laughs> they would they would press that button so hard. I, I just I, I don't think it can be like overstated. What a disaster! Not not even just the Kansas game, but Sark's first year at Tech. Like it just can't be any worse. Not just it's one thing you lose to Kansas; they lost a shootout to Kansas. Like they kept upping the ante, and Kansas kept meeting them. And then Kansas went for two and won in overtime. Did you see the video that went viral after they kicked the the extra point to get to overtime? Like they could have gone for two and just won the game in regulation, right? Texas. Oh, they 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 scored first in OT. No, no, no. Texas, they went to a second OT and went for, and no, yeah, Texas scored first and then Kansas went for two and won it. But what I'm saying is Texas scored at the end of regulation, kicked the extra point to go to OT. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll just go to OT with Kansas. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah. So Texas in overtime, they scored and then Kansas scored, but Kansas went for two. Went for two before, because the next overtime you had to go for two anyway. Yeah, it's like what we're on the road. We got nothing to lose but more games. Who cares? That's that's awesome. What'd you say? They've won twenty games in our lifetime, basically. They've they've won twenty games in a decade. That was their first Big Twelve road victory. They've been in the Big Twelve this whole time since two thousand eight. Thirteen years without a big. I, what's you're playing at minimum four conference. I mean four times. That's road games. Talking 50, 50 road games. They were zero yeah. fifty plus in their last Crazy. fifty plus. That is why you're getting some teams is when you're that shitty, you're getting like not always their best effort, right? <laughs> it's wild. Absolutely wild. Oh, John, before we go any further, by the way, let's tell the people about rexmd.com slash ham. That's rexmd.com slash ham. Should Viagra really cost $90? No. Hell no. I don't think so. John don't think so. And rexmd sure as hell don't think so. Go to rexmd.com slash ham. Yeah, there's no copay. There are no doctor office visits, and your shipping's always free. Starter packs are currently available to new customers. Here's a great part, RexMD. No doctor's office visits. You don't have to see anyone. No one knows. It's very discreet. You know, we're men here. We got you know problems that we don't always feel comfortable talking about. That's just go to RexMD.com slash ham, and you can just talk to them if you have some issues about the issues because we want you to have a good time in the bedroom, and that's where RexMD comes through. And like we said, it's cheap. Uh, if you're looking for generic Viagra, RexMD has made the process fast, easy, and most importantly affordable 
rexmd.com slash ham. Don't wait another minute. RexMD, now offering starter packs of generic Viagra for new customers. rexmd.com slash ham. rexmd.com slash ham. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you think that Justin Wilcox makes it if the if the job is available to the postponed USC game 
or do you think he's already the head coach at Washington if that's a possibility? Well, that game's on December 4th. The USC-Cal postponed rescheduled games December 4th, which is like a week and a half before the early signing, signing period, which is December 15th, I think. Um, I'd be surprised if he if all his guys stayed. Like if, you know, who's SC going to have on the field for that game? I don't know. If they're like not bowl eligible, and uh, it could be weird. Is SC, Cal's guys, to play, is SC a lock to participate in that game? Well, yeah, they agreed to reschedule it, so somebody wearing an SC uniform is going to play in the game. But the Cal guys want to play in that game, which is why the game's rescheduled. Because, well, we'll see what happens. They have to win out in order to become bowl eligible. I think Justin would coach if, yeah, I think he'd wait till after that game, out of respect for those players. Wouldn't shock me if he didn't, because weird situation. But um, was he a lock I, to get the job? I don't think he's a lock. No. But the I search starts now, and he's going to actively try. And I don't blame him. I would, I, as Wilner said, he envisioned. He laid this out, I think, like last week on like Tuesday. He's like, I think yeah. Jimmy Lake's going to get fired, and I think Wilcox is going to be the job. And I, my thought was, if Wilcox get that job, he would crawl naked starting right now to get that job to get out of the mess that he's in, in no fault of his own. Yeah, no, and and I, and I even think outside of COVID. Like, even you set aside everything COVID, Cal is just a difficult place to win, period. I, right? I was thinking about this. If he leaves, I think that is the worst, one of the worst Power 5 jobs in America. One, they don't pay that much. The COVID rules guy are not only, they're going to be like that in Berkeley for fucking years. It's not going to change. So, it, it, now, it's a head coaching job in the Pac-12. I'm not, like, ignorant, and someone might take it, but... Some of these court, like Tim DeRuiter. What's Tim DeRuiter make as a defensive coordinator at, at Oregon? $1.5 million? Um, Does that feel like a lot? Yeah, no, I mean, John Donovan, the OC at Washington, was making like 830. So Tim might be one, maybe one, two. Yeah. So he's at a place where they can just recruit big time, kick ass, take names. They're going to be in the mix to make the playoffs every year. Like, would you now, some people like being head coaches. He's already coached there. If they offered Tim DeRuiter the job for like two and a half million dollars, yeah, this is eight twenty five with another one twenty five in incentives. So call it right about a million. And everything's free for him, right? It's a good job. So if you can double your pay, you know, Cal would say offered him two and a half million dollars. Yeah, more than double. Yeah, depends. Like I mean, he was there, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, like he would me, know. He'd be a guy that they'd be interested in. Yeah, I, I think you. I mean, you to more than double your pay and become a head coach again. I would think he'd want to become a head coach again. I wouldn't you know, touch that, that job with a 50-foot fucking pole because of what it, – it's not going to change the, the, the testing thing for – But see, I think, I think you're overstating the testing thing, and the real question is can you win there in normal years? I think that's the question. Like will you get the support in but, normal but you're gonna, but, but normal, you're going to think for the next several years, like for that guy, he's going to live like 2023, 2024, five. Like you're going to live in that environment – for a long time. Maybe. I, I'm not convinced you're dealing with that sort of testing thing for two for three more years. I, I, I don't I, think I would I wouldn't expect I don't know. That. I I would. No, I don't know either, but that seems extreme even for Berkeley to me. Yeah. Three more years. Huh? But COVID's not gonna go away and the, they're yeah. not gonna change. Yeah, I I don't know. It would be the question you ask in that in the meeting and they won't they won't have an answer for you. But I think becoming a head coach is a pretty it's just, you know. You don't yeah, get a I, lot of those chances, let alone second chances, if if it was somebody in that position. 
but I, like, I would I'll, beg to go to Washington State or something over that job. Yeah, I mean that's they're they're I mean they're all you know they're all unique jobs. I think Jed's fish is. I mean, they were in their game with Utah this week. Arizona, they got a chance. It's yeah. going to take a few years, but they got a chance. Um, but see, I'll be interested. But to me, that's a better job. Obviously, Cal historically under Tedford win big more than Arizona. But, like, they don't have rules down there. And I'm not even talking just with COVID. Like, you can cheat. You just can academics. Do you want. Yeah, it's just like, it's easy. I think Cal has plummeted now with the vibe that Wilcox is a wildly respected job. The things that people are saying in the college football coach, like it is viewed as a toxic place. And not from a football, you know, from players and coaches like like playing and coaching, but just what you have to overcome. Even in the Pac-12, you know, is just, in theory, should be easier, right? Because there's like less competition than like the SEC or the Big Ten. No, I, I, I think you, you get it a little bit probably at Colorado historically. You get it at Cal. Stanford, but it's different at Stanford. It's They're just terrible. like... Well, no, but I'm just saying there are, like, I think there's people at Colorado who just don't think you should have a football team, right? Like, that work at the university. Like, at Cal, there's just, you'd say that's not a place that's just the the university is all in on football. Like, that's not. Do you think anyone, if they had that thought at Ole Miss, they'd fire you immediately? Like, if you said that out loud? Yeah, now I don't know that it's many people, but I think there's no, I there's like I think one of the board of regents of Colorado famously like always votes against coaching uh raises. Now that said, I do think they actually spent they Colorado, if you go to Colorado's facility, like they're pretty into football. No, like if cool, you go look yeah, at their yeah. new coaches' offices. But feels like Colorado's a football state too. Just like you think Colorado, Denver. Even though they don't have like the greatest players, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had Mel Tucker for a year. But um, they were on the right guy. You gotta give him credit. They they were on the right guy. You're right. Yeah. You uh, dub. You dub. So they're gonna pay. It looks like Jimmy Lake like nine ten million dollars. Pretty crazy situation. They hated it's him nuts. That much. Like universally, just approval. He was gonna. Nick Saban was gonna hire him in Alabama. They gave him a raise. Nick Saban wanted to hire him again. They just gave him the head coaching job. Like it's pretty nuts. In a Nick in Saban third- was coming. At, Nick Saban was coming after Jimmy Lake. Yes. They gave him a raise to keep him. 13 games he got, John. 13 games and not a soul. Is is he counting Saturday? Is that 14? Uh, I don't know if I'm counting Saturday. (laughs) I'm fucking with That's a good question. We should count Saturday. Well, I mean, he didn't get to coach it. So you think you think he knew he was fired before that game? I mean, he probably knew this week he was in. I don't know. I mean, they they asked the interim coach last week, "Is Jimmy going to be back next week?" And he was like, "Ah, you got to ask the athletics director." Yeah, he didn't even want to mess with it. <laughs> wasn't the wasn't the interim coach Jimmy Lake's guy? Probably right. Yeah, Bob Gregory. He was um, he was a Tedford guy, Cal. Really nice guy. I mean, like super good guy. I met him once. Shane Vereen, who you golfed with, uh, we oh, golfed with, loves staff. him. Yeah, loved him. He went to Boise after that. Um, and uh, I think Peterson there or something, but really well-respected guy. He was their defensive coordinator. But it's wild. I mean, it's wild. Think, like, not think- there hasn't been any, like, no, this is bullshit. Like, I haven't heard. Now, somebody's saying it somewhere, maybe. I don't know. But it's pretty crazy. He went from universally, everyone was like, this is our guy. We got our swag. <laughs> it's hard to replace people, man. And replacing Chris Peterson with a person who did not have the experience of head coach and really, he was a he was on Peterson's staff. I don't know if he was a Peterson guy, quote unquote. But I mean, I, 
Peterson is one of the like he's in the inner circle for the athletics director, Jen Cohen. I can't imagine she was hiring Jimmy Lake without Chris Peterson giving a stamp of approval. I, it's nuts. It's pretty nuts. When you say people getting his back, you, you are you including players? Like I'm I, just saying. I, now again, I haven't. I'm not scrubbing player tweets, but I just haven't seen a whole lot. I haven't seen many go viral and say what you want about Rolovich. Like people went viral immediately getting his back. I, well, like Jane Delora had a press conference. Like you guys are trying to take down our coach. He's the quarterback at Washington State. Yeah, Rolovich brought him from Hawaii. That's where Delora's from. He, uh, San Luis High School, right? Um, and. Uh, uh, the last week, I think, before Rolovich got fired, he had a press conference. And he was like, you guys are trying to take out our head coach. Well, we've got his back. You know, like one of those deals. And uh, now they've played well without him, too. I mean, they they gave Oregon a fight. But that, guy's got, weird little, that, that guy's got some shit to him. Isn't it a little weird that the I, – I know it's a tough spot as the interim assistant said that, though. I guess what's he going to say? Like, People took it as guy. weird, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's it is, bizarre. I guess, the right answer. Cause, it's a tough, look, tough spot. It's not an easy spot, so I can't. But it's – is it a disaster in there? Like, was he just a royal – like, everyone hated him all of a sudden? It feels like it, – it feels like that's what happened, that maybe he was immature. He talked a lot of shit as, like, a DB coach and a co-DC and then got the DC job and maybe never adjusted to what the job is, which is maybe a little bit more stability and maturity. And Well, then to I don't me – it's hard it, because there haven't really been a lot of details outside of that weak shit he talked about Oregon – and then, you know, hitting the player in the face and pushing him in the back, which I just made it sound worse than it actually was. Yeah, because I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was a little overrated. But the way you just described it, which is the way it felt, usually when you get rid of someone, you hire the polar opposite. And Wilcox, and I'd even say Jonathan Smith, do just feel like mature, got their shit together, and they're in the conference. Now, both their records, Wilcox, I saw someone put his record. It's not very good. It's not good, no. And Jonathan's having, you know, I mean, they just got bowl eligible, <laughs> I would imagine, for the yeah. first time there. But, yeah. like, those two guys and Jonathan's, they've both been there, do just feel like if you wanted to pivot away from guy that couldn't handle the, the cash, the spotlight, just was over his head. You just want people that are can handle it and that you know that you would get to say yes. I don't know, Jonathan would be a lock to say yes, but Wilcox for sure, like, to me, yeah. those guys are getting interviewed, right? It feels like those two guys would get interviewed. Justin makes – Justin, no, I mean, he was there, right? So they know him. And Wasn't Jonathan? Yeah, well, obviously Jonathan was yeah. there too, for sure. Um, but I also think both of them would have a Peterson – you know, if Chris Peterson still has sway around that department and that institution. And I think Justin, even though they haven't won a lot, it goes back to what you said about the difficulty at Cal – he th- that program changed when he took it over from what it was with Sonny Dykes. It was soft, and Sonny's had his success since. But it Sonny's immediately turned into like a re- now. It's like you're going to level up in terms of the talent that you can get. Are you going to be able to recruit and sign those guys? That would be my question for Justin Wilcox. But I'm a I am a humongous Justin Wilcox fan, John. I think he is exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about somebody who understands what it means to run a program. And I think Jonathan Smith is the same. I don't I'm, with those two guys. I'm not going to go all over the place based on they lost two games or they won a game or the. I think Justin's a really good coach. Um, you know who was did not have a great record. His first head coaching job was uh, Mario Cristobal, but the circumstances at FIU like he rebirthed that program. The program had been dead. He brought it back. I thought people made way too much even bef- at the beginning when Oregon got him of like this guy deserves another chance when you really looked at what FIU was. So yeah, I I think those guys will have. 
I, I would interview them. Absolutely. I would interview them. And I think you they'd the settle com- things down. Well, you have the comment of Moorhead. To me, he's not a West Coast guy, right? He was a hired gun and a good hired gun because he's good. But, you know, to me, he feels like a pretty big stretch. I've seen his name on lists, which it doesn't feel like he's a fit at all. I think the Chris Peterson. I disagree. Uh, no, I wouldn't hire an offensive guy. They're going to want an offensive guy. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't hire him at Washington, but I think Washington State might hire him. Um, you're well, right. He's thing- not a, Joe. I the only, I would have thought uh, you're right. He's not a West Coast guy, but keep in mind who is he? He's probably been recruiting some pretty impressive players at Oregon. I had an Oregon game this year, and he feels like he's from. He's a PA guy. I'm pretty sure. Do you have his thing? Yeah, PA guy. And PA guys, I think, kind of work anywhere. Yeah, they do. And he has kind of he's because they're very just very they're just kind of blue collar people. people he's a, you know? yeah, he's a really easy to talk to guy. He's yeah. doesn't he's he's I think he's got a really good disposition. He's a, he's unique, like he's kind of clever and just kind of he's kind of fun. Kind of came and, out of nowhere, guy. Before he went to James Franklin, he was not a big school coach. No, where was he's he? Got a, He's got a little Chip Kelly background to him, like Georgetown, Akron, Fordham. And then he must have been killing it at Fordham, and James Franklin hired him, and obviously he became a star under James Franklin, right? Because they were winning 11 games and yeah, putting yeah. up points. And the, and the, he's now SEC's probably not a fit for him, right? He was two years at Mississippi State. Wasn't it a disaster there, too? Like, it just did not work. Uh, I thought of Mississippi I mean, State. Not, yeah, he just, went 8-5, and 6-7. and seven. The first year he won no games – in the SEC, his second year, he went three and five. But like, I thought it was mean? more like a disaster in terms with uh, like people, and it just it didn't yeah. work. No, it was because uh, here's at an emotional press conference the following day. So after they lost the uh, the Egg Bowl, he lost back to back. Morehead was only the third Bulldog coach to win it. No, he won both Egg Bowls at an emotional press conference the following day. Moorhead tried to knock down the rumors about his job security, saying, this is my school, this is my team, this is my program, and anyone who thought otherwise could go pound sand and kick rocks. You'll have to drag my Yankee ass out of here. So maybe that pissed some people off. Right? <laughs> so maybe he felt like they didn't embrace him, right? Yeah. Like Northeast guy. Yeah, I think he's got some – he's got – PA guys. My Yankee you, you, ass out of here. You agree. That's, that's, that's fighting words. That ain't a. That was probably a dumb thing to say down there, huh? Unless you're trying, unless you're just like, like I'm not hanging around for people who don't like me. That's a great line, guy. That's a great line. Uh, G says, guys, we're talking about Fordham. It's either time to end the pot or get back to the NFL. It's late. Agent says, I don't even know what they're talking about. LOL. Uh, what else do we have on the list for today? Yeah, it's, that'd be enough. All right. Okay, so we'll be back. Um, our plan at this point is to do an. A, Monday, a Tuesday, kind of early Tuesday situation. But, you know, if the Niners win and uh, walk off at the end of overtime Monday night, maybe we'll see what happens Monday. We'll we'll keep you guys updated and appraised of the circumstances. Yeah. All right. Adios. Thanks for hanging, everybody, on this Sunday night. Sleep tight. <coughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.